Good morning, Meridian, and happy Tuesday. And welcome to Grind, Grace, and Growth. Every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. here on Supertalk 103.3 FM. Each day we wake up to start the daily grind, and we try to do everything with grace with the goals of growth. Brought to you by Brad Bearfield Shelter Insurance and the Family Flea Market on B Street. And today, it seems like lately we've had a lot of military influence on Grind, Grace, and Growth. And we had a couple of guys from the Air National Guard, Colonel Butler and uh, Major Culpepper, in a couple of weeks ago. And I am really excited to have a female Air Force recruiter in the house today. And we have Tech Sergeant Bellini, and she has the best last name. Bellini and tell me your first name again Ricara right Ricara Bellini Tech Sergeant Ricara Bellini absolutely I know it's a little bit of a mouthful there well we love your last name we think it's about the cutest thing in the whole wide world but (laughs) if you guys were out there and you were able to meet Tech Sergeant Bellini she is about five foot three and the most petite little thing and probably the last thing you would ever think of an Air Force recruiter Um, and so we were talking and we wanted to bring her in on the air to kind of talk about one recruiting for the military Mm. but also just maybe a twist on the difficulties or the challenges it is to have a career as a woman in the armed forces so uh Tech Sergeant you want to just why don't you just tell us a little bit about first your history and all the things you've done in the Air Force in your 11 years yes I've been in 11 years which just sounds crazy it's so long and when I first came in I joined right out of high school I was like Air Force absolutely that's what I want to do in life I went to New Mexico I was actually there for only about a year and then I got stationed over in Germany for three years which absolutely love it we'll go back any day Uh, Then I went to Georgia. I was there for about three and a half years. And while I was there, I found out I'm going to be a recruiter. I was like, all right, let's go. Next mission is come out here to beautiful Mississippi. I'll be here for three or four years now and get to recruit all the wonderful men and women into the Air Force and Space Force, too. So you just said Space Force. Yes. So I think out there, so she not only recruits you guys for the Air Force, but she recruits for Space Force. And that's such a big word, I think, to all of mm. us, especially when you don't have a lot of military influence around. What is the Space Force? So the Space Force, it's actually something the Air Force has had since the 1982. We had Space Command, so we deal a lot with our GPS systems, satellites, uh, Intel, cyber career fields. And our president before, he's like, hey, we, we need something to show. We have something for space or for air. We have something for ground, the Army, water. Now we need something for space. So they just they pretty much jacked the Space Command from us and made it its own branch. So Space Force, that sounds like so cool. Like you're going to like go up in a rocket. Right, which I, I still that's NASA. <laughs> I guess that's still NASA and yes. that they still are kind of like. Mm-hmm. So is NASA kind of like the god among all armed forces or like how does nasa and like how does that do y'all have any influence or work together on anything so yeah we definitely work together on a lot of things and they are more entwined with our space command but now space force so they do interact a lot more they deal with our satellite systems and we help and make sure our satellite systems are working too on our side so that's kind of where we do most of our interaction with them dealing with the satellite systems and making sure they're kept up well, I know my dad was stationed at Patrick Air Force Base okay. in Florida, Cape right? Canaveral. Oh, yeah. Yes. And uh, I got to see a rocket launch a couple times that's down amazing. there when I was visiting. And so when I think of a rocket, that's what I think of Space Force, but that's mm-hmm. still considered NASA, correct? Correct, yeah. So, but seeing a rocket blast off was 
absolutely amazing experience. Very jealous of that. But down there, it's like a normal thing. Like, I guess they do it a lot more often than we think mm-hmm. that they do. But um, myself, just like you, am a military brat, grew up in the Air Force all over the world. So tell me a couple of places where you lived as a child. So as a child, a lot of it was more Army because my parents were both in the Army. So most of it is down in Texas, actually, uh, near Fort Hood. That's where I was born at. And so they got a little uh, out of the military soon after I was born, but we moved there a lot. I lived a lot in California, Illinois, which is where my mom's from, and Ohio. And that's where I joined out of was Ohio. What part of Ohio did you live in? It's called Lima, Ohio. It's northwestern Ohio. Okay, I grew up in Dayton. Okay, so yeah, a little bit more north of that, of Dayton. So I'm just like, that's probably why you sound kind of like me, you know, (laughs) because I'm like, she doesn't have an accent. I'm trying to figure out where you're from. And people are always like, well, where did you grow up? I was like, well, being military, you grow up all over the world. Mm -hmm. And you grow up with people that are like you that have lived all over the world. And so a lot of times we don't have an accent. No, and a lot of people have asked me, like, oh, where are you from? Are you from, like, another Canada? country yeah. or something? Yeah, I'm like, no, just lived just everywhere. You pick lived, up weird Picked up a little things. here and there, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, and you might do this as well, depending on who I'm around. Like, if I'm around Canadians, Absolutely. I will sound Canadian. <laughs> if I'm around people that are really, really Southern, which is a lot around here, mm-hmm. um, and I love it, but then... All of a sudden, people are like, you got really country real quick, but then I'll hang out with Canadians, and then I sound just like them again. Yeah. Uh, so I'm sure you're just like that. Yeah, very flexible, and when I start doing it too much, they like think I'm making fun of them. I'm like, no, no, not at all. Like, You don't sorry. mean to. <laughs> yeah. And I think growing up in the military, people don't realize how adaptable we have to become. Absolutely. And when you change schools as often as you do, you almost have to become a chameleon mm-hmm. and learn how to just like fit into different cultures and accept people in different different cultures for how they are because you never know what you're really going into yeah make friends really quickly yeah absolutely absolutely i love that part though exactly love it so now tell me you did deploy overseas during wartime right yep i was considered in a war zone i was out in niger in africa niger i do believe we have a national guard group that's out there right now uh, yes, I did work with a lot of guardsmen that were out there, so very possible there's one from this area, too. We worked with ones from out in California. So half of us were active duty Air Force, which me, and then half of us were guardsmen. So what is Niger like? Ooh, so uh, If you desert. can talk about it. <laughs> yes. Uh, a lot of desert. It's like this red sand, so all of our uniforms by the end of it was pink. It was weird. It dyed everything, whether you washed it or not, didn't matter. It's right, it's called the sub Sahara region. So it's right below the Sahara Desert. So there's a little bit of grass, but not much. It's mostly just like really prickly bushes. Um, unfortunately, it was in Africa, so it was very impoverished. So the level of poverty I saw was like, can't even explain that. Um, a lot of goats. If you a lot didn't of know. goats. Wow. Yes, they eat a lot of goats there. <laughs> but the food's beyond amazing plantains they cook stuff they make curries they're i love sweets uh-huh. sweets are my thing they're bakeries oh to die for wow that's delicious i have a cousin that was in uh the peace corps and oh. he was over in africa and, mm-hmm. and we just came back and now he's a teacher and he's going to be a high school principal at one of the schools in africa oh, and wow. he cooked us we had a family reunion this last summer and he was like making an African rice chicken dish. And I was like, what does that mean? (laughs) What does that mean, an African rice chicken dish? Well, it was great. It was wonderful. Just like you said, the food was wonderful. Mm -hmm. But 
as a woman being you know deployed during a wartime what was that like so it was a unique area for me because, you know, I'm a female and I'm white just to say where I'm at. And I did have to be more careful in some situations just because of culture there. Um, they they actually just started allowing women into the military only a couple of years before I got there. So we talked a little bit about, you know, being a woman in the military. So they see this as like this powerful woman join the military. You got to be tough. You got to be strict. You got to be hard. And when I get over there, they're like, oh, like, you're a woman? I'm like, yeah, like, I'm doing this job, too. And they're like, I want to rescue you. Like, I'm, I'm imprisoned or something and doing this job. I'm like, no, 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 I'm good. I love my job. I love the Air Force. Like, I'm doing this on my own volition. Don't need that. And so being strong and even with my voice and how petite I am, as you said, still standing your ground is something that I learned in the military. I wasn't like that before joining the Air Force. So Air Force not only helped me develop as a person and as a woman being strong and be like, okay, this is what I want. This is not what I want. And how to become a good leader to everyone and having women wanting like, okay, that's what I want. Like I can have my personality. I can be soft. I can be gentle and I can do my job well as well. I always like to see women like you that are in the Air Force and you see them as you are in your blues today mm -hmm. and then you'll see them out and you're like oh my gosh <laughs> wow you're just like you know because we see you in your daily blues and you look beautiful but then we'll see you out and you actually like are made up like you would regularly be yes. not in you know because you have to be conservative in the Air mm -hmm. Force when you're a woman and you have to keep your hair above your collar and you have mm -hmm. to you know dress the part be the part be the role be the leader and you know it's so when you ladies get to let loose and like really, you know, let your hair down, I'm sure you guys like to have a really good time. Absolutely. Work hard, play hard. And I get that so much. I work with people for a year, year or two, don't see me out of uniform. And the moment they do, they're like, who are you? Like, oh, uh, hi, I work with you. Like, oh, like oh you don't gosh. imagine what people's style is because you don't, like you say, don't see it in uniform. What is your style? Do you do this? Or like, how do you dress? And then they see and like, I didn't expect that. Right. All right, so when you're recruiting officers or, or just Air Force, mm -hmm. uh, what are some of the questions that people ask you? Ooh, that's a really loaded question. Um, a lot of questions are kind of like what you're like, oh, how is it being in the Air Force? Um, what are the good and bad? A lot of people want to hear about the bad part of it because we talk to them and it's like, oh, perfect and bubbly. And like, okay, what's the catch? And it's like, well... Um, I might have a boss that I don't like every once in a while, but me and me or them are going to leave at some point. Like right. we're not sticking around together. Right. Uh, I have to go to work, but so do you. Um, right. I can't really quit, but I can't get fired either, really. So That's it's true. kind of a good side yeah. and a bad side to it. So a lot of people are asking kind of that and diversity, like the Air Force has the most women and most diverse culture. And that's what we want. We want to foster that and bring people in that want that diversity and to meet new people and cultures, too. I love what you just said, because when people ask me about my childhood just growing up, I say, well, you know, I'm very accepting of people because I grew up on an Air Force base mm -hmm. with every culture, every religion, every ethnicity every age like we had people that had teenagers i mean just it was just a melting pot of yes. of wonderful wonderful people and you become a family when you're in the military yes I and, love that. and that's what i did love and i always felt so safe when i was on base and we actually drove around out at the navy base out here a couple of weeks ago and we yeah. took my mom to the to the commissary and we drove around the neighborhood and it was just nice to see like all the little kids playing outside and i mean our moms like if we were bad in their house they had every right to whip us and then they call and say your daughter did this or your daughter did that and I'm like mm -hmm. my mom be like well okay 
And then, you know, we all fed each other. And it was just such a great, we could stay out until dark, you know, and it's just great. Yeah. But, Mm -hmm. you know, people forget, though, that uh, it's the wives and the children of our soldiers that is, you know, who keep our soldiers strong. Absolutely. My husband, me and him, like, can't give him enough credit for all that he does. You know, when I go somewhere, I'm in Africa. Home is still there. Still have my cats and everything else that need to be taken care of, my bills. So he's a foundation to that. So when you go and you're recruiting, Mm -hmm. so if I were to join, if I were 20 years younger, what would the process look like if you were going to recruit me? Awesome. So first we kind of just sit down and talk about what what do you want? Does Air Force fit with that? And is Air Force what is good for you as well? I feel like, yeah, absolutely. Air Force checks all my buttons, kind of like what I did. Then you have to get qualified in two ways. You get academically qualified and physically qualified. Academically, we have the ASVAB, which most kids do in school, along with the ACT, and that's your qualifying test for the armed services. Uh, and you get 31 or higher to with your ASVAB, and once that's done, you qualify on it, then you're going to do your physical. When you're doing your physical, it's like a sports physical on crack is what I say. <laughs> like, they're checking everything. We want to make sure you're fit to join, and it's not going to harm you to join either. And then that's it, physical qualified, academic qualified, and then you just wait to leave for basic training. And you can even join the junior year, spring of your junior year. You don't leave for basic training or anything until you graduate, but you're in a program to where you actually come see me every week or every other week, and I teach you about the Air Force, we work out, and so you're prepared when you go to basic training. It's not this like, oh my, what's going on kind of world. It's kind of like leading you, like, like preparing you how do you call it like staggering like building you up for Mm -hmm. when you actually go to basic training absolutely i gotcha so how do you guys decide what role an individual will be besides the asvab oh that's a big one um definitely the asvab is the number one and another is knowing what they like we want to put them into a job that they're also going to enjoy and so we look at their, there's a test we do called the Air Force Wind Survey. So it goes over kind of like job counseling is what we consider it. We talk about different jobs in the Air Force. What's their interest? What's, what do they dislike? I'm like, hey, if you have a long list of jobs you qualify for, what kind of stuff do you absolutely not like? Let me go ahead and cross those out and let's talk about this other stuff. And kind of just talk to them about their interest and then kind of point them in the right direction that way. So what is the most wanted job field in the Air Force? Medical. Medical. Medical, well, medical, medical. Well, that kind of makes sense because you get free training, you get, mm-hmm. you know, paid development, and then you get the experience. So when you get out, you have a medical background already. Yes, absolutely. It's great. And with the Air Force, when you come in, you're part of the community college of the Air Force, you're actually earning fully accredited college credits to basic training, your technical training, and you get an associate's in that. And any training you get civilian certified, absolutely. Only problem with it, medical is a small career field. <laughs> So not as many, but I've definitely gotten some medical jobs and they've loved it. And then other people, we kind of look at the other options for them and they still end up loving whatever job they have. I haven't had anyone come back hating it yet, so I'm happy about that. So just so you guys know, my brother is an anesthesiologist and he just got out of the Air Force. And he joined after he went to college Mm -hmm. and they paid for his medical school and he owed them seven years and so it was just a great way for him not to have to pay for medical school I'm sorry medical school and go deep in debt and then they also paid him as a second lieutenant when he joined so it was a great marriage for him and it was a great experience and Mm -hmm. he did have to deploy quite a few times he ended up in Somalia he ended up in um 
a couple other places I can't remember, <laughs> but he was ready to get out after his seven years. But yeah. he was, I guess, in 10 years because of four years of med, med school. And then, and I guess he was in 11. So he was a major when he retired. So, wow, that's an amazing um, career. I mean, and he went into med school for, you know, four years of that. So, mm. um, you know, I definitely know that there's so many different options and things that the Air Force can do to help you get where you want to be and absolutely you get to serve your country at the same time so let's go back to we asked what the biggest you said medical field was the most wanted yes. what's the least wanted field Ooh, sounds a lot harder um i'll say a lot of times it's more of the office type jobs mm-hmm. i've heard a lot of um people who join that i've bought in Specifically, like, I don't I don't want to be in office. I want to be hands-on. I want to go work with my hands. So a lot of those are those office, office jobs that they don't want. Um, would be, like, our financial management jobs. My job was a traffic management job, so I got, I call myself a glorified travel agent. I got Air Force, I got the airline tickets for us and everything, because if Air Force says you go somewhere, they're going to pay for it. So we'll do those airline tickets, which I absolutely loved. I wanted an admin job. I love dealing with paperwork. Well, you need to become a travel agent when you retire. I love it. Absolutely. I know all the major airports. I still remember. (laughs) (laughs) I love to travel. Perfect job for me. Yeah, that sounds exciting. Um, I also know, tell me about like the airplanes, like how Mm -hmm. I know we have pilots, but then you have the crew that works on airplanes. Yep. And a lot of people, even my family tell me like, oh, what plane do you, you know, fly? I'm like, I don't only actually 1% of the Air Force are pilots. 1%. 1%. 1%. That's but, it. But they kind of like are the loud mouths. They are. They? <laughs> <laughs> They're very loud. Um, but yeah, so the people that work on the aircrafts are really our majority of our people. Like we have a lot of planes and yeah, we do have a lot of pilots. But per that aircraft, there's a lot of people that got to work on that plane. So anyone like our mechanics and our electricians, that's our biggest crew field. So like Air Force is also in need of, we always need people with you know, that mechanical knowledge and electrical knowledge because our aircrafts, we're the Air Force. We got to get into the sky somehow. So that is our biggest mission. So they they scream the loudest for us. Well, and I think like we've all seen Top Gun and granted that's yes. Navy, <laughs> but you know, they do. And I know this because I lived on an Air Force base next mm-hmm. to pilots. I mean, it's almost like you have to be that, you have to have that, that I... That, I don't want to call it a big ego because it's that like bravery personality, like get it done type yeah, of personality. Yeah, like bravery, mm-hmm. like I'm unstoppable because, yes. I mean, you can't be weak if you're a pilot. You have to be definitely the most determined type person in the world. Very confident in what you do because even on tests, people are like, oh, you know, don't second guess yourself. Don't change the answers. Absolutely. You need that in pilots. You're up in the sky. You can't get vertigo. You need to know what you need to do when you need to do it. And, and have to it. make decisions like right then and mm-hmm. be confident that you made the right decision. Absolutely. So I interviewed Colonel Butler a couple of weeks ago from mm-hmm. um, from the from the U.S. I'm sorry. I have to cut this part out <laughs> uh, from the guard base. Yes. And, you know, they're refueling wing. And we were talking about how he never really came into combat except for a couple of times when they, he was over the Mediterranean and mm-hmm. he was refueling some fighters that were coming back from from the mm-hmm. area. And uh, it's just to me amazing. I was telling him, I think it's so cool to mm-hmm. watch airplanes refuel in the sky. Yes. Talk about talent. Yes, how much skill and like just patience and steady hands. The pilot, the boom operator, the one getting refueled, all of them have to interact so like cohesively. But just watch it. I haven't seen it 
of course, in person or anything, but just watching online, I'm like, Phew. it's it's so neat. I don't know if I can so, do that. as as being an Air Force woman, mm-hmm. off you know, Air Force woman, uh, what are some of the best opportunities that the Air Force has opened up for you personally? For me, I would say the chance to just be a better me. Mm-hmm. Um, when I came in, I was I was very very shy and. That was actually something I personally wanted to work on. And so I had really good leadership and whether I had a male leadership or female, which I've oddly actually had majority of female leadership. And so they've been there to mentor me so much. I'm like, hey, I wanna work on this. And they give me those volunteer opportunities, those leadership opportunities to progress me in that. And recruiting was kind of the ultimate take on that. You know, I didn't I didn't like talking in front of people or giving briefings or anything. And now I do that every day, all the time. I mean, just Look, you're on the radio. Girl. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Never so. thought you were a little nervous at first, yes. but it's when you're when you're passionate about something, it's easy to talk about it, don't you think? It absolutely is. And that's what I found too when doing the briefings with, you know, students. Like kids can sometimes be mean, but when you are passionate about something, they they get interested too. And so me being able to do that and being able to put myself out there was you know, just something I never thought I'd be able to do. And they, of course, gave me the opportunity to lead. I led a women's group at, for, we had Women's History Month on base, and we have events that go on for that. So I actually was a leader of that group for that month. And I got to do a lot of women groups, and we did a luncheon where we had generals and everyone come and speak about being a woman in the Air Force and what they've done. And, sh- you know, they showed their progression of, like, their parents doing it. My mom was in the Army, too, like, there's so much that you can do regardless of who you are in the Air Force. So do you think that you wanted to join because of your parents' influence? So I actually did not want to join. Uh, my mom really wanted me to join, so did my father, both in the Army. I actually used to tell my parents over my dead body was I joining the military. Um, but what really got me is I actually sat down and talked to someone. You know, with today's you know uh, social media, movies, everything, it's so hard to explain to people what it really is like being in. And so you have those preconceived notions coming in. And I just sat down and talked to a recruiter. Like you said, you know, th- we look intimidating sometimes. We're in uniform, we're in these blues, and we're kind of like, ah. Oh. I sat down and he just talked to me. He talked to me about my goals and what I wanted, and that really got me. I was like, okay, this isn't what I thought it was. The Air Force fits my mentality. Mm-hmm. And it's a big mentality. My mentality, my mom's mentality, way different. Like Army definitely fits her. That's a better option for her. And I just found the Air Force, that mentality was something I wanted to be a part of. And I didn't care what job I did in the Air Force. I didn't care any of that. I just wanted to be part of that organization. Well, I think that's great. So you're here in Meridian for the next three years, right? Correct. So do you think you're going to stay in all 20? Yes, absolutely. I'm in already down 11. I just hit 11 this month, actually. And you're what? Maybe 29? Oh, thank you. Yes. 29? I, like, I had to think about it for a second. Like, I'm like, you don't look like you're 29. You do look like you're 24. <laughs> but I was like, I'm just doing the math because you yes. said you had joined right after high school. So I was like, she's got to be 28 or 29. Yeah. So you will retire from the Air Force in your late 30s. Yeah, I can retire right when I hit 38, if I wanted to, or continue on. But 38, retiring. And then you'd have one retirement down. Yeah. And then you can do what a lot of other people do and go join civil service. And yeah. then you could work on your second retirement. Absolutely. That's definitely a goal. Get one retirement down, go ahead and work and do another one, get two retirements. I mean. You'll be golden. Absolutely. Or become a teacher. Then that way you can have that retirement as well. That's definitely a thought of mine, too, actually. I uh, like that. 
I could see you being like a history teacher. Hmm. I can do or that. sociology, like, like something factual. Yes. Like, I'm not a math person. I can't do math at no. all. But anything that's like history or sociology, I wanted to be mm-hmm. a major. I wanted to major in history and sociology. Okay. Um, because I can retain that type of of data yeah uh, but then my dad said he wouldn't pay for me to get a history degree with a minor in sociology because he's like what are you gonna do with that it's like you're like, not gonna go anywhere <laughs> I was like law school he's like do you really think you're gonna go to law school Shelly I was like I don't know maybe <laughs> but I just wish that back when I was in high school mm-hmm. that there would have been more of a force of recruitment and I guess yes. there was but maybe I just didn't show interest in it um, I don't know. You tell me. It's half and half because even where I grew up and I went to high school in Ohio, they didn't let colleges in. They didn't let any recruiters into the school. So I actually know, never got to talk to anyone. And so I would absolutely agree to you. Like any schools, like whether you agree with, you know, military or Air Force or not, giving students just the knowledge of it and what the opportunities are is really important because I may have come to that realization a lot longer but I didn't, I didn't have any input from anyone right. of what it was. Well, I think that we as schools they and, and high schools, you guys mm-hmm. need to be letting in as much information for our students so they can learn about what's the next step mm-hmm. of your life. Like, you're not everyone's going to go to college and get a four-year degree. No. You know, there's so many wonderful options like the military, the Air Force, mm-hmm. and trades, trade school. That's a Absolutely. huge thing right now. Um, and, and their need, too, from understanding Oh, my as gosh. Well. Blue-collar careers such as mm-hmm. welders, um, linemen, like electricians plumbers like there's such a need Mm -hmm. now and that's something that you can obtain in the air force as well uh i do know that and you can learn how to do a lot of that within the air force and Mm -hmm. and they'll teach you and then you'll graduate and you know get out and you'll be able to go be a welder for a lot more money probably yeah i mean you get security clearance on that too so you leave the air force with a lot and you get to keep all that stuff everything like i said you know it's civilian equivalent so you get certified, you get certified with us and with the outside, so you'll get to keep all that when you leave. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just was just thinking, I was like, I just wish that they would have told me about the Air Force when I was in college because I just didn't I just didn't think that I would qualify. I didn't think I'd be really? interested in it. I mean, I grew up in the Air Force. Oh. I just didn't wanna I didn't wanna travel. I didn't wanna move around. I wanted to live in yeah. one place for the rest of my life. But now I'm like, I'm ready to move. I'm ready to see the world and, and go overseas. And, and the yeah. Air Force, the military pays for it, you know. Mm-hmm. And when I was a kid, I got to live in Turkey and Germany and all these cool places. California, that could be considered another country, too. But It's it, different for sure. <laughs> it is different. Well, guess what, Sergeant Bellini? Dick Sergeant it? Bellini, it's over. Wow. You did it. <laughs> I did it. You did a great job, too. Thank so you. So, you guys, if you have more, if you want more information on how to join the military, specifically the Air Force, what do they need to do? Contact your local recruiter. So a couple ways you can do that if you listen to this is probably me. So you can hit me up on Instagram at usaf.sgt.bellini or, you know, call me, Google, you know, Air Force Recruiter in Meridian. My number is there. That's how I got her number, (laughs) y'all. It works. So she got a hold of me just fine. And and it's great. And she's easily accessible. She called me right back. So if you have any questions, Sergeant Bellini will be... She's great, you guys. You definitely need to enlist under her, okay? Thank you. All right, you guys, thank you so much for listening today to Grind, Grace, and Growth. And we will see you guys or talk to you guys next Tuesday at 9 a.m. 
here on Super Talk 103.3 FM.